0: If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at nutritionw.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe that the body has the ability to heal itself. I'm Brian Strickland, the producer of the show, and today we're sitting down again with Meredith Mason. Meredith is a certified nurse practitioner and founder of Brio Integrative Medicine in Chattanooga, Tennessee. On today's episode, Ed and Meredith spend some time addressing depression and anxiety. So without further delay, here's your host, Ed Jones. Thank you, Brian, so
1: much. You know, I look forward to this every week because there's so many topics to discuss that is vastly needed in this country because we're getting uh, most of the time the uh, very beautiful commercials on TV that are offering almost instant cures for almost anything that ails us. Well, one of the most epidemic conditions of this country, and I think we've all, most of us, have either experienced it or certainly no loved ones who have, which is depression. Uh, Anxiety tends to be a cousin to that. We're going to focus more on the depression, probably on on this podcast, because I have someone with me again that we had a few weeks ago, Meredith Mason, who is the uh, nurse practitioner with a lot of practice, skill, and a lifelong commitment to the same thing that I am. But before we get speaking on that, um, I've been depressed before. I was uh, about 30 years old, and it was due to, in my case, a lot of uh, life stresses from having a young child and all the things that come with life, work, and all of those uh, heavy things. And also genetics, I think, played a role in me. Most of my family members have had episodes, some of which have been lifelong, with the darkness and the hole that we tend to feel like we're falling in when we are chronically depressed. And I'm not speaking of a bad day where you're in a mood or you're not motivated or whatever. I'm talking about the kind that's disabling that the only thing you can do is get up, put your feet on the floor and try to make them move in certain directions and maybe do your job because you have to have money to survive. My personal uh, journey has been long on that because You know, family members can be tough on us. Don't you know it's, a you know, you you really can't help it. You have a chemical imbalance and we now have prescription drugs that can supply that. Oh, how I wish that were true. And I experimented with those. One of those drugs gave me a side effect at 31 years old that I still deal with at 61 years old. So 30 years. Thank you, uh, Mr. Antidepressant. And I may speak of that more, but I don't want to go into details right now. There's a psychiatrist that I love. And then we're going to get talking with Meredith here. I don't I'm not trying to hog the show, but a psychiatrist I have so valued named Kelly Brogan, B-R-O-G-A-N. And she just had an article last week about the fact that depression is not a serotonin deficiency. That is a huge, huge myth. So uh, with all of that, welcome, Meredith, back to The Holistic Navigator.
2: Thank you, Ed. I'm so excited to be here. And this is a topic that is uh, near and dear to my heart. I've also um, suffered with depression in my past, maybe uh, due to different issues than you, which kind of um, lends us information in, that it can be multifactorial, that there are a lot of things that can cause this. And I'm excited to talk about this today.
1: Well, and it's, you know, you and I uh, really banter bag just perfectly because we both have life experiences. We don't just have uh knowledge that we've acquired through study or reading. We we have across the board. I mean, I've dealt with people for 40 plus years now and heard all the stories, listen and help to try to educate to, to move into better places. And one of those with depression, and I'm going to let you do more of the exacting details. But when someone asks me and says, I'm very depressed and I don't want to be on antidepressants, you know, it is multifactorial. We have to look at sleep issues. Sleep issues is huge. I know you'll agree with that. And then we start looking at, you know, different alternatives, because here's the kind of the bullet point that Kelly Brogan makes, the psychiatrist. The reason people do sometimes feel better on antidepressants is actually not because they supply themselves with serotonin. It's because there's a feedback loop that that, and the studies are starting to show that people who are depressed have too much serotonin. In some cases, and what's happening is because when you take a drug that makes you make more, it's shutting the body's production down of its own serotonin. And so in this weird feedback loop, you actually are getting a different feeling because you're massively manipulating the chemicals of the brain. But that's like you taking insulin and then we're going to shut down the pancreas. We know there's a dead end to that. And so I know you have a, a list of things we're going to talk about from how and what do we do when somebody says, I'm very depressed, I'm either on antidepressants or I want to get off. What kind of bullet points would you be discussing with this patient?
2: So a lot of the new research coming out about depression is really signaling that depression is the result of inflammation in the body. So that's a really profound thought because we can start to consider, well, what are the sources of this inflammation? Because there are multiple pathways in the body that can increase inflammation. And also the research is showing incidentally that uh, C-reactive protein, which is just a common uh, blood lab that we can order on people is a great indicator of um, someone's likelihood that they will be depressed. So if we can work on methods to decrease inflammation in the body we can get somewhere with with that brain being inflamed as well so when someone comes and um talking about depression i often um of course look at the gut that's my passion as well so how is their gut functioning frequently if when um people come in saying they're depressed if i start to turn the conversation towards the digestion there are issues there they'll say oh yes i've been bloated or constipated or a myriad of issues there, so um, that definitely is a, a a cause of depression that needs to be addressed. Also, nutrient deficiencies. You know, basically, uh, the point of of leaky gut is that we have um, openings in our epithelium that are then allowing food and inappropriate things into our bloodstream. Well, then that's the source of inflammation, right? We've got these antigens floating around in our systemic circulation. We're mounting an immune response. The immune system was what creates inflammation. So just identifying uh, those allergies and removing them, working on uh, gut healing protocols can be very helpful in treating depression. Um, Also, people uh, commonly have uh, B vitamin deficiencies and that can create issues with depression as well as omega-3 fatty acids. Um, Omega-3 fatty acids are found in things like cold water fish, like salmon, mackerel, Um, wild-caught, I'm sorry, salmon, mackerel, and then the other one is anchovies. That's the other one. But um, also you can get omega-3s in in, uh, hemp oil, hemp seeds, um, to some extent walnuts, although in nuts and plant sources of omega-3s and flax seeds as well, it has to undergo a conversion to the active form that we can utilize. So um, fish oil can be very helpful in treatment of depression for that reason.
1: Well, I'm glad you mentioned... uh All that uh, and the above. I know that, you know, the normal over-the-counter fish oil, you have to be leery of because of the contaminants that can be found in those. You need to shop at uh, stores that care about what they sell and have the right products on the shelf. However, uh, two of the people that I have actually looked at blood work, and I've looked at a lot of blood work, of people with nutrient analysis, and the two people with the highest levels, uh, both of them actually didn't take any capsules. They did it from food uh, which is quite the challenge, but it is possible on our website, the Holistic Navigator. We have a, a link for a company called Vital Choice, and they will f- uh, send and you can o- order any of the fish that you want, truly the kind that we desire, which is wild caught, not farm raised. I was out of town about four months ago and I happened to be on a, a tour and of the city and outside the city was a uh Farm-raised salmon, and so I thought, how cool! I'm gonna go and see that. I didn't get to to get super close, but let me just tell you something: it was unnerving to watch the massive fish uh, swimming on top of all the other fish, eating their feces. No room for any uh, real growth because they're, you know, they're trying to make every penny through profit. It is. I will probably, if I have a choice, I'll never eat farm-raised again. Now, there are farm raises that are doing good jobs, but we don't know who's doing what and where when you buy the fish. So uh, on Holistic Navigator, feel free to go and click on vital choice. You'll be amazed at how many things you can buy food wise that can raise the omega three, because half the brain is made of these fats and it will short circuit basically without the right fats.
2: Absolutely. And I think you're I remember you telling me in the past that you met a lady that ate, um, was it sardines or anchovies, a high per, amount every single day. And she had an ideal level of omega-3 fatty acids in her blood test. Yes, she
1: did. Now, she was very particular of the brand. It is so much about choosing the right product. But yes, you are exactly right. And it can be done with food. Uh, again, i I really feel it's safer to do it with capsules because the good companies test every contaminant, even farm-raised. I mean, wild-caught doesn't mean that it's pure. It's just a a good chance it will be. But we still don't know if they swim in polluted waters, it's going to have pollution.
2: And I'll say just from a a personal um, experience that when I take my omega-3 fatty acid, that's one supplement I cannot live without every day, I actually... Within about 15 to 20 minutes, I start smiling like uh-huh. the the effect is dramatic on my body. It's something I desperately need. And I'll find that my mood completely shifts. I am that sensitive to my mm. omega-3 supplement, and I am, I'm very reliant on that. So I can't speak highly enough about that. And
1: I will say my personal recommendation for everyone is 2,000 milligrams of EPA DHA. What that means is do not look at the front of the bottle. Many bottles say 1,000 milligrams. That could be the size of the oil capsule, not the ingredient. So turn the bottle around. Look at EPA, which is the active ingredient, DHA, the other active ingredient, you need whatever it takes to get 2,000 milligrams a day. So keep that in, in, in mind when you look and purchase products.
2: So s- some other things to think about as um, potentially overlooked causes of depression would also include um, heavy metal poisoning. This is something that's getting a lot of attention right now. I think um, different companies are focusing on increasing detoxification methods. A lot of research is actually coming out on this. Uh particularly in the realm of uh, detoxification, utilizing infrared saunas and things, it's, it's fascinating how much research is being done on this. But high levels of mercury and lead can cause symptoms of depression. So, you know, what's interesting in that with a patient is you can sometimes, if you ask about their occupational history, what they used to do in the past, you'll find that they actually have had exposures in the past. So that's something where we can actually do some testing with heavy metals and see if that might be a cause and then kind of look at either uh, nutraceuticals like alpha lipoic acid, milk thistles, some liver support, and then in combination with exercise, maybe infrared saunas, to start to push some of these metals, um, you know, effectively out of the body.
1: I love that, and of course, I've seen it many times where no matter what happened, even with nutrient intervention, people would not get better. That's because heavy metals block the receptor site. It's almost like someone put super glue in your uh, lock of your front door of your house and you can't get the key in any longer. So you don't get to go to bed in your own safe place. Well, that's what lead, arsenic, heavy metals, all of those do Uh, for those people who are not as fortunate as as we are around here to have someone like Meredith who actually understands the concept and knows further how to test for it. There is a company called Thorn, and I also recommend the Thorn test kit for heavy metals. It's not you know, the king daddy of all testing, but it's the latest for at-home testing. And it's about $300. You could probably go on thorn.com to, to order that.
2: Yes. So um, what's really interesting about this as well is that um, a piece that I, I saw recently is that even with hyperthermia and sweating. Sweating is one of the most effective ways to actually decrease these heavy metals. That can be done through exercise, also through sweating. Um, The ideal method is in infrared saunas. But I found out recently that in order to actually remove those metals, that you have to use a soap, like immediately after you sweat. So they recommend getting into a shower with like a Castile-based soap, which I know people... um, there's a company out there that's been out forever, which is Dr. I think it's Bronner's Bronner. Soap. So they actually say that you can reabsorb those heavy metals back into the skin if you don't immediately remove them with a shower and soap. So that's just some incidental information that I came across recently.
1: Yeah, but that's very important. I have done far infrared for 25 years, and the people who sit and really super sweat and then don't take a shower, you're probably going to still be further ahead. But you're going to reabsorb what's on that skin back into the body. And
2: with that particular soap, because you have to have a soap that will actually dilute and wash those Mm. off and not push, because some soaps can push it back into the skin. Good point. Good point. Very fascinating information. So, um, because kind of moving on here, we can also look at a blood sugar imbalance as a potential cause of depression. They have called... um, uh, there's a high correlate, correlation between depression and also diabetes. And so this kind of points as well to not only the inflammatory process that's inherent in diabetes, but also high blood sugar as a potential cause. The other thing to think about is high cortisol levels, which also go hand in hand with high, with blood sugar monitoring as well. But I've learned in my research that the precursor to serotonin which is tryptophan, can actually get pushed towards a production of immune cells in a high cortisol state. Cortisol is the hormone produced by our adrenal glands that sit on top of our kidneys that actually ramp up our body in times of stress or attack by antigens or infections. And so that tryptophan that we would normally use to produce our serotonin hormone is actually going towards immune cell function. So that really drives home the importance of of finding out what our adrenal function is. Are we producing way too much cortisol? And then finding methods to really calm down that system in our body with either uh, stress reduction techniques. There's also helpful adaptogenic herbs that can be used um, to work on cortisol production as well.
1: I love that. And of course, I know you would totally agree that, you know, deep sleep is one of the methods to help regulate cortisol. And also, I have found that the p- few people, some of which over exercise, actually produces more cortisol. So, you know, life is so much about a balance. And, you know, I've been a, a accused of too much exercise So for some periods of my life. But now I'm down to about 50 minutes, six days a week. And uh, certainly uh, we're going to have a podcast on that next probably within the next week on fitness and what I believe and have seen uh, now, Thorne also has a test kit for this cortisol for those who, again, are not fortunate like we are to have someone like Meredith around. And we hopefully we may have that on our website soon. So you could actually order some of these te- self-testing kits. Uh, what is your uh, take on, uh, and I know I'm big on this, the the thyroid and depression, mental state and health?
2: Thyroid is huge. Um, and that's something I actually test for all the time with patients that present with um kind of uh, diffuse symptoms across the board. So I like to look at a full panel of not only thyroid stimulating hormone, but also uh, T3, T4, free levels of those. And then I also look for um, antibodies against the thyroid as well, because really it's hard to make a good assessment of the thyroid without getting all of that information. And that's actually um, pretty rare in practice out here. So um, thyroid is tremendously important. It it controls so many other messages to other systems of the body that frequently, yes, when people come in are cold, depressed, very often it's an imbalance in thyroid. The other uh, issues to consider with thyroid is that you have the appro- appropriate micronutrients to convert inactive T4 to the active form T3. So that would include looking at um, levels of zinc, selenium. And also making sure they have appropriate amounts of tyrosine, which is a, an amino acid. So kind of looking at their protein intake as well. But you want to make sure that they're converting to appropriate levels of the active uh, T3. And that can be very helpful with, with patients with that, that kind of full symptom of, of low thyroid function.
1: Absolutely. And I I do tell people, too, the uh, simple at-home test is a morning temperature where you put a thermometer next to your bed before you rise up, because getting up activates the thyroid more. Uh, See what your temperature is a couple mornings in a row. Uh, 97.8 seems to be the marker. Now, also, um, what, what about light? Because I know that I own one of the little light machines for in the deep, dark parts of winter. I will turn it on for an hour to two next to my in my office next to me. What is how what's the role of this bright light? And why would someone want to do that? Meredith.
2: So, um, seasonal affective disorder is something, you know, that's very common in this part of the world. Um, as we have these gray winters and lots of overcast skies, I see a lot of patients with this and they'll come in just complaining that they're low energy, de- depression, fatigue during the winter months. And the medical research actually supports the use of blue light incidentally, and I have found a device actually by Philips. They make a small blue light um emitter but it, it it stimulates um the pineal gland which has uh you know lots of effects on brain function and they've also shown in research that days that are sunny people are more apt to spend money start relationships there's all this interesting research that's being done to just show how how much we need the sun we need exposure to sunlight for just normal brain function so one way to augment of that is of course um, the light box that, that Ed talked about, also blue light therapy. And I think that it's about 20 minutes a day for these devices. So um, first thing in the morning. So obviously someone would need to carve out the time for that. But that could be very effective with, with if you notice your depression symptoms are mostly uh, seasonal.
1: Right. And uh, yeah, 20 minutes to an hour is what I seem to do best with. I try to shoot for an hour myself. I know there's a whole conversation about this blue light. And yes, the blue light has such a important purpose But it seems to be sometimes I think we get too much blue light through the computers. Now, that's a different type of we don't want that to happen. And I'm starting to experiment with wearing the blue blocking devices on top of my glasses. And I am getting more convinced that if I'll do this past 2 p.m., maybe it's just a lucky run. But my sleep has uh, improved to a point that I'm actually kind of shocked but this UV thing that I'm clipping on, and I actually got it from eBay for practically nothing, and I did a test. I have a little machine that has a blue light, and when I put it over this lens, it completely stops it, so it's not a gimmick. Uh, so what would be next on the list? If person, uh, they've taken enough omega-3s now, they're addressing sleep with all the methods we talked about earlier, they're they're really... Uh, focused on gut function. And before we move on that, there is a test that I did called Viome. It isn't the gold standard, but it's, it was very helpful to me. It's spelled V-I-O-M-E dot com. And it really gave me a good piece of information about what foods are are healthy for my gut lining and which foods are actually unhealthy. And it shocked me because some of the foods that I had been eating all my life were supposedly not my friend. And then I had other foods that I thought were my enemy that actually... I feel like aren't like peanuts. Uh, They're not the healthiest food on earth, but I've never ate them because I thought they really disagreed with me. Well, they they actually don't. And I've had better gut function in the past six months than I have in the past uh, 26 years, probably. Is it due to that? Well, that plus other things. But uh, Viome.com off of our website would be something valuable. I know you talked earlier about a test that people with Medicare can get. Uh, What Tell us about that.
2: So um, there's a test called GenoMind. It's called the GenAcept Assay Report. And it actually looks at um, the genetic markers for uh, that are most related to mental function. So those include markers for serotonin production, dopamine production, um, also melatonin, which can, you know, is hugely impactful on uh, thought patterns, but also sleep, of course, um, it's looking how a person might respond to um, to opioids as well. There's also a marker for brain-derived uh, neutrotropic factor. So it's a wonderful test um, that can be very effective to kind of pinpoint some of those genetic uh, weaknesses a person might inherently have. And then looking at uh, ways to try to uh, treat a person's issues in light of those so those can be very helpful because then we can come in with nutraceuticals, changes to the to the diet that it might actually you know help increase some of the function of those weaknesses.
1: Well, and that you know that would not be something that the person on their own could probably uh, interpret to usable levels. but again, we're this whole country is embracing what you do, which is integrative functional medicine. You know, looking at the system, the, looking at the machine of the human body, and instead of putting a band-aid on it. Let's figure out what imbalances are going on and address it from that angle. And it's very, very frustrating. But people are getting the word now. Don't
2: you agree? Absolutely. Prevention is key. And in the case of depression, your body is telling you that you're not getting something that it needs. So you've got to figure out what that is. But it can be done. There's hope. I've experienced it myself. When you optimize your nutrition, you decrease inflammation systemically in your body. Over time, your body will do miraculous things and you will actually start to feel as if you're getting younger. I know. I mean, that sounds crazy, but I feel better now in my 40s than I certainly did in my 20s. So I can't encourage people enough. Take advantage of this information while you're in your 30s and 40s. Now is the time to act so that you can have a really productive and enjoyable second half of your life.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, you know, we have so much in the first half that we, you know, raising the family, getting married, get, having the career, earning the income, and so often by the time that people get to the point of they've kind of uh, got that covered and everything's going well, they start falling apart. Then they become a slave to the medical system, and so often their days and weeks and months are filled with going to the doctor's office and going to the drugstore and taking the pharmaceuticals and. Of course, spending money many times on the pharmaceutical, they're not always free because of insurance. And then, I mean, how many of us have seen the truth is, you know, person on two or three drugs, but then they have to start adding a fourth because of the side effect of one or two of the other ones. And then before you know it, they're on, uh, you know, 10. No human way the body can be healthy at that level. And once you're on that many drugs, I do... uh, find it difficult to advise people of how to really embrace therapeutic nutritional intervention because there's so many freaking interactions and a human can only take so many things. So you're so wise about saying, you know, it's almost like a retirement account. Let's just not wait till it falls apart. Let's keep this machine running at optimal levels so that the last two, three decades uh, is glorious. as giving you the potential to be with the loved ones and the experiences and the stories and the travels instead of uh, running to the doctor's office.
2: And again, the concept of depression as a sin, sin or symptom, that's what how I like to think about it. Depression as a symptom instead of a disease. So,
1: But again, I, and I know you know this, the pressure to bear from practitioners and family members is huge. And my dad went through very bad depression in the last, I don't know, seven years of his life. And you know, he wasn't willing to embrace things on his own. But then other family members, because all the commercials say, it's just an imbalance in your brain. Well, there is imbalances. But the problem is addressing those imbalances through a uh, a machine gun type of forced feeding with a synthetic chemical. And you're right. The studies are so not clear that these things are really helping people. Uh, the placebo study, the the fact that that we don't even know that serotonin is at the root of depression. And, you know, I'm not beating up on the field of of, you know, psychology and psychiatric medicine, but there needs to be a real shift. And that shift is slowly coming into that field, because I know of a couple really good psychiatrists who are balancing their therapeutic methods with what you talk about, uh, which is functional medicine. But the issue is they need someone like you. You can't. Learn this in a weekend seminar. This comes from years and years and years of practice and learning and guiding yourself. Uh, The other. Well, let me tell you this. My personal experience is these are the four what I consider options. If a person just like I'm not taking the drug and and saying the drug, I never go completely off cold turkey. Work with someone who knows how to help you, you know, half dose it for a month or two. Please, please. No one. I mean, we're not giving any medical advice. You go to your doctor or your healthcare practitioner and let them help you do this. But the th- the three or four things that I still have great faith in is SAMe uh, used at a, d- a dose of six to eight hundred milligrams. In fact, in Europe, if you had depression, you go to a doctor in Germany or many of the progressive countries of on this level. The uh, prescription 50% of the time is SAMe at six to 800 milligrams. Mm-hmm. Secondly, St. John's Wort. St. John's Wort does have some interactions with many drugs, so you have to be very cautious because of how it works with the P450 system. But it is a serotonin reuptake inhibitor, so it's keeping you from burning up the uh, serotonin or altering in some way, so it seems to make people feel better. And then, of course, tryptophan and 5-HTP, which is kind of a uh, related compound. And you talked about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when somebody's super down and out, they have a hard time being the best evaluator of their own life. That's why you'd need people who can kind of partner with you on this journey. Is there any sites that you recommend or what if a person wants to learn more and they're sitting in, you know, uh, a little town somewhere, you know, 5,000 miles from here, what would be a next step if they don't have any helpers?
2: Um, it, you know, looking for providers that have gone through the Institute for Functional Medicines training as they have learned all these concepts would be very helpful. Also, the American Academy of Anti-Aging has a list of providers. Um, there's a integrative association of practitioners as well in the United States. There are resources out there. You want to find them. Look for people that have gotten deeper training on this that can really uh, seek to find that root cause of why you're having depression.
1: Yeah, there was a um, really great uh, physician, and I, I don't have the book in front of me, but he, he had a wonderful email and actually showed two doors. And he, he said, you almost have to choose which door you're going to go through. And he explained, of course, the first door is those who were seeking more pharmaceutical intervention? You know, working with people who really are looking at the symptoms, looking at the surface, not not understanding the depth of of delving into the full nutritional and, and physiological status of a patient in order to fix them. Then the secondary door, of course, is what you and I uh, really go through every morning, and and uh, we focus on, which is the door of healing and the door of of working with the body, not against it. And, you know, I mean, how many times have we heard first do no harm? I mean, that's the oath that people take when they pursue a type of medicine where and that's I mean, I don't know how you can say that and actually sleep at night if you are a super prescriber because you are doing harm. You know, if if I recommended someone to take 42 vitamins tomorrow and they got an upset stomach, that's not doing harm. That may be causing discomfort. You tell someone to take a very strong drug like me when I was 31 years old and I'm still suffering from that uh, problem, then there was harm done, you know, and and it's all about risk and benefit. I constantly, every day goes by, I say this when people ask me, what should I do? And I say, well, we have to look at risk against benefit. You know what? If you have a terrible uh, infection and you're going to die if you don't do something, well, the risk of an antibiotic is low compared to dying. So then in that case, you choose the drug or surgery sometimes. I mean, I guess I guess you would agree with that, wouldn't you, Meredith?
2: Absolutely. Uh, We have to make the best decisions, uh, you know, for each situation and knowing what those are. That's where I think a a really um, educated provider comes into play. But I will say that the science is compelling. Everything that I do is supported by science And the science also shows that, for example, the SSRIs that we're talking about, the serotonin reactive inhibitors like Prozac, and that they only have a 10% improvement in depression symptoms over placebo. So, uh, and that is what the science shows. So providers have got to acknowledge the science and we have to bring medicine up to the level of science. So I am a science nerd and geek at heart. I you know, spend my weekends reading medical literature. Um, learning all of this t- to do the best for my patients requires a lot of sacrifice in that I am spending most of my time reading and learning, which I love to do. But we have to bring science to the people. And that is where I feel like um, drug companies have failed us and and people don't understand the information that's out there. So I, I encourage everyone, if, if possible, get it. Involved in a local um, library, be it affiliated with a, u- a university and do some research out there. But there's a lot of information that that supports uh, these new paradigms, focusing more on nutrition, getting to the root cause of issues. Uh, the,
1: such wise words. And, you know, I love the fact that you are such a student of truth and student of studies. Now, the one thing about that, it's almost like. Uh, many conversations in religion or politics, you can accumulate your own uh, storyline and your own argument and mm-hmm. make it look pretty dang good if all you do is look at that one uh, category. And that has been the mainstream medicine has a bulk of substantiated evidence that, oh, if you're depressed, then you do this with this drug. But the, the thing is, you know, 15 years ago when I had these conversations with health professionals, many of them were so skeptical that, that they did say, well, there's no science behind it. Well, you know what? There wasn't a whole lot, but you were exactly right. If you don't turn a blind eye to it, you can find the substantiated studies today that can talk about every or or ground us on everything you have spoke about today. I know that there's a psychiatrist named Dr. Daniel Carlott, C-A-R-L-A-T. He said, where there's a scientific vacuum, drug companies are more than happy to insert a marketing message and call it science. As a result, psychiatry has become a proving ground for outrageous manipulations of science in the service of profit. And that is scary, especially when you know these are not short run drugs. At least with antibiotics, you do a 10 or 14 day thing and you're, yeah, there's harm involved, but at least you're not there for the next 20 years doing this. And again, check with your healthcare professional. We're not saying get off any antidepressants. We're not saying manipulate it with this unless you know uh, or have faith in someone who is helping you on this journey. Well, thank you, Meredith, so much for all enlightening people the way you do. It's just, we're going to do this uh, at least once a month, uh, you and I, and uh, and right. I know people will be looking mm-hmm. forward to looking
2: that. Looking forward
1: to it. I always, uh, Lately, anyway, I've been always repeating this point that I really resonate with. I found it before I did a lecture about a month ago when I was doing a A keto lecture, and I still don't know who wrote it, but it said, I don't divide the world into the weak or the strong or the successes or the failures or those who make it or those who don't. I divide the world into this, the learners and the non-learners. And that is it for this week's episode. I am Ed Jones, and remember, whenever a doctor cannot do good, he
0: must be kept from doing harm. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Navigator podcast. For more information, previous episodes, and other resources, visit www.theholisticnavigator.com.